Welcome to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast, brought to you by Worship Catalyst. Worship Catalyst is a nonprofit ministry built to help people find and worship Jesus by mentoring and training worship leaders and their teams. This podcast is part of that mission. In the next few minutes, it is our goal to help you do more with less. For more information and resources or to connect with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together. Grandma got run over by a reindeer, coming home from my house Christmas Eve. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast. Austin Ryan here, as always, your host for the Christmas edition. In fact, the Christmas worship service planning edition of the podcast. Sean Patrick in the house with me. How's it going, Sean? Hey, guys. Good to, good to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. So here's the thing. Uh, every single worship leader I know pretty much just super does not look forward to Christmas season. You know what I mean? There's, there's definitely a flavor of that. Yes. It, Cause here's the thing. <laughs> Christmas, uh, Christmas comes around with amazing regularity. Did you know that every 12 months? Yeah. I mean, it's there. you could, you could almost like put a calendar to it. It's a thing. You know what? We should start a business where we make a calendar. <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> It is like every single time, and you know what the story, the, the the difficult part is that I don't know if you know this or not. The story of Christmas never changes. It's exactly the same every time you open the Bible and read that part of the story. It's always the same. So the frustrating part is, what are we supposed to do to make Christmas services interesting? You know what I mean? Like, how do we right. get out of this rut? In fact, how do we look forward to it more? And, you know, look less with dread towards mm-hmm. it, uh, especially if we have this creativity value in us where it's like, I just planned my 23rd year of Christmas services. <laughs> How do I make the 24th one uh, a little bit interesting? So Sean Patrick and I are going to just go back and forth a little bit, and we're going to talk about just some ideas, some things that you can do to stay out of the Christmas rut and to make it more exciting again. Absolutely. I'm ready. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it, man. Why don't you dive in? Give us some uh, give us some gold. Drop some gold on us, bro. Well, I can tell you that I, you know, I've been that guy. Um, you know, like and you can speak out of your own personal experience, but um Christmas, you know, for one reason or another always had has something tied to it that uh can take you to a good place or a bad place, uh depending on what's happened around it. Um I, I happen to have my folks uh they divorced right around Christmas. And so oh, it kind of it kind of flavored that season that time of the year where I wanted nothing to do with it. And when I became first became a worship pastor, uh now I had like I delayed doing Christmas music for the longest time. Like I I, I wouldn't do Christmas music till the Sunday before yeah. Christmas, and then uh you'd do it for that Christmas Eve and then we were done. Right. Um but uh having having kids change that for me. Uh, but then also just a couple of the things that, that we've done uh, this year. In fact, this this Saturday, uh, we have our first rehearsal for a Christmas concert that we put together. Oh, cool. Um, and what I can say is just, you know, Christmas isn't about what's around you and what's what's happened to you, what you just talked about. Christmas is so much more in that gospel story. And if you can lean into that, it's an amazing time to evangelize. And if you yeah. can use if people are expecting to hear songs about Jesus it's on the it's on the radio all the time, and they're listening to it. They're singing along. If you can lean into that, if you if you've stepped into any level of ministry, 
Um, you, your whole goal is to bring people to Jesus, and this is one of the easiest times to do it. That's awesome, man. You know, I, I think that's the key, right, is to make this gospel. At the oh, yeah. very end, at the very end of the day, oh, yeah. this is this is not a presentation show. It's not another time to show off the nice toys and all that kind of stuff. It's a time to introduce people to Jesus. Yeah, you know what I love the most about Christmas? I'll tell you. At the end of the day, I love that I walk into grocery stores and everything else, and the gospel is being sung. That's my absolute favorite thing. Love it. Yes. And people are like, even people who are far from God are willing to hum along with the fact that, That's know, right. like atheists are humming along with uh, the risen ki- or the uh, the baby baby Jesus. And That's right. Like that, so That's right. Or they're watching the Peanuts Christmas special and Linus is like literally quoting Luke 2 in, in that uh, and just yeah. like, re- and ready to go. And like, that's one of the best parts. Like when Charlie Brown's freaking out about what's Christmas all about and Linus is like, this, it's this. And like they, yeah. people, people watch that as a tradition. So it's, it's a great thing. I'm a huge, huge fan of it for that reason. Yeah, for sure. And you were use the word tradition. And I just want to say mm-hmm. something about that as kind of a, a point to maybe take the pressure off just a little bit. You know, people like Christmas because of tradition. Right. You know, that's one of the things that they love the most about it. And so I know that there's like this pressure that we feel as worship leaders and as pastors to like come up with the new way of saying the same thing or the, you know, the fresh new, you know, worship song at Christmas or the fresh new way of presenting, you know, Joseph to the world or something. (laughs) But, But at the end of the day, man, like people are looking for... Uh, tradition at Christmas, especially like on Christmas Eve, and as you get closer to Christmas, I mean, people are watching a lot of Christmas stuff, and they're going through every single Christmas motion that they go through every single year in their lives, and the reason is because they love the time of season, and they love the tradition. Yeah. They, You know, like, if you do Advent, people love the Advent candles, you know, people love communion on a certain day, they love the red poinsettias, maybe, that you put in your church building, or whatever it might be, they just love those things that we do over and over again. I had a... um. Uh, we before I learned that lesson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so looking forward to this. I can't well, I can't wait to hear this story. <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas Eve, we uh, we we uh, had this. Uh, we wanted to like show the world at our church a while back, a long time ago, that we were this amazing cutting edge church that they should be a part of. Fifty two Sundays a year, so they came for their you know family christmas time and we did this sketch that was really i thought pretty funny where <laughs> it kind of showed this nativity thing going on in like in a park or something but the character in the sketch of joseph uh was 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 drunk now not our actor our actor wasn't drunk the character in the play <laughs> was supposed to be drunk and so the guy acts drunk and he's like a you know, trying to understand Christmas in an inebriated state, and he finally finds Jesus, the little baby, and things like that. Well, about three-quarters of the way through this thing, maybe three-quarters, maybe half, several people literally got up and left. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And I don't know if it was because Joseph was inebriated. I don't know if it was because this was not what they were looking for or whatever, but here's what we learned in all of that. What people really want for special times that they go to church together as a family, especially the ones that go only a few times a year, is they just want a little flavor yeah. of what it is that they remember. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to get that feeling that they've had before in their lives. And the thing that does that for them is Christmas carols and the Christmas story and the gospel of Jesus Christ and the baby Jesus and kind of the normal things that they're used to. Now, you may agree or disagree that that's what they really need, you know? because they need to kind of raise the bar in their spiritual lives, for sure. 
But if we want to engage with them, it's not going right. to be through crazy stuff. It's just going to be through presenting the gospel, and it's going to be through doing the things that they're used to, which I think for me, like when I learned that lesson, it took off so much pressure. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't need to come up with like the next greatest thing. I just had right. to present the right things at the right time. Right. Ministry is always about people, right? Like every yeah. what, we, what we're looking to do, like it's about pointing, pointing people and bringing people to Jesus. And so... Um, you know, speaking from even if you, if you take the Christmas element out of it, mm. there's songs that you do for your church that you are so sick of playing um, and that you've played a, a thousand times, but you still do it because it works and serves the body. They respond to that. There's there's something that helps them with their connection to God. Yeah. And so so we you know, people generally are looking to hear Joy to the World and Hark the Herald Angels Sing and like these songs. Um, and there's ways that you can do these songs, which breathe new life into them with, with still holding to that, like what they're used to hearing and what they're, what they come accustomed to, uh, to be part of, um, this concert that we work to put together. So we do our Christmas concert, we do Christmas Eve, uh, here at our church. And, um, the, the, the name of our Christmas concert is called a not so silent night. Um, and so we, we go in with the idea of like, Hey, we're going to be loud. We're going to have a good time with it. But we also... Uh, we we find the people who who've been listening to Christmas music all year long, and they <laughs> they come with new renditions and new versions of that, and that's, that's uh, that that's part of how we how we work to choose that. But we always have that element of we have to have we call it our sing along moments, um, where it's that familiar Christmas songs that people are always used to, and we encourage the audience whether they're part of our they've been part of our congregation or their guests. Yeah. We encourage them to to jump in and sing along with us. And so, and it's always because like we've had so many people um, from outside in the community who have now made this thing a, a like one of their traditions, this concert, one of their traditions, because we're willing to kind of mix in the new with uh, with the familiar. I love that, man. And your community, uh, you probably have a lot of people who are super far from God. Oh, Sean lives in Salt Lake City, by the way. His church is right there in the middle of Salt Lake City. So yeah. you probably have a lot of people that would normally not go to a, a evangelical congregation, right? Yeah, we're 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 radically different from the uh, from the majority of what uh, what's the, what the belief structure is. What I'll say, um, we're radically different. Um, but it's I, I think that's what that's one of the things that that draws people is we're not the same thing. We're not the yeah. choir. We're not that. Like we we have a lot of fun with it, and so um, it yeah it has become one of our biggest evangel evangelistic outreaches every year, and people yeah. come back for our Christmas Eve service as a, as a result. That's so good, man. I love that and. And that goes back to sharing the gospel, right? And a minute ago, yeah, you yeah. said you said the thing about um, you said the thing about you grab some people who listen to Christmas music year oh, round, oh yeah, or watch Hallmark movies year round. You have you have one of those people, like everyone knows one of those people. <laughs> yeah. And you might, if you can't find one of those people, you might be one of those people. But yeah, um, it, you've got this the person who like the moment it turned August, like they started listening to yeah. uh, like they were they were willing pumpkin spice and <laughs> trying to have everything. Uh, Christmassy show up, but uh, and they were listening to Christmas music. So, like, I've got a couple people that I know are they keep a Spotify playlist and they keep adding new Christmas songs to it. I love it. So I just hey share what are the what do you, what do you, what have been your favorite ones recently? And uh, we some of them are wild and out there, and some of them are are actually hey this is really cool and let's give it a shot. So um, we 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 find the you know we find the the happy medium between that. 
So another thing I was going to say about that, I love that because um, I love to bring in, and I'd encourage everybody, when you're planning a Christmas series, whatever that might be, bring in people to your planning oh, for sure. that haven't planned a thousand Christmas services like you. You know, just some just some people from the congregation, like Sean said, who love Christmas. And when you do that, like, one of the things that we've done is um, we'll literally, like, uh, bring in Christmas, um, we'll literally bring in, like, uh like we'll wear Christmas hats and have a Christmas little Christmas tree in, in August or July or whenever we're planning this thing and, you know, drink hot chocolate or whatever it might be just to kind of get into the mode and the feel, you know, wear your Christmas t-shirt, not sweater will die of heat, but right. you know, um, like in get Florida, into the mode sure, yeah. and, the fe- <laughs> and the feeling of it. Um, another thing I wanted to say about Christmas songs specifically is don't always sing Christmas songs exactly the way you've heard them from your youth, but don't veer so far away every single year that you're always releasing a fresh batch of songs right. every December. Because I know that right. like the cool thing now the, nowadays is for every single band, it's always been this way. I mean, it's always the second album, right? Like whatever <laughs> yeah. the first album is, a, is great for, I mean, anywhere from Michael Jackson to Justin Bieber to worship albums, right? The first one right. is like, check out the cool new songs. The artist goes on the rise and then we're going to record a Christmas album, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and the and the cool thing is these days is there's tons of worship bands just recording brand new hot worship songs every year and wanting you know we have this opportunity in this new lexicon of a thousand new worship songs. But the problem is you can't repeat them in January, February, and March and April to keep them into the flow. They're just like a one time a year thing. So right, like make sure that we're not you know, just like so excited and beholden to the new worship song mm-hmm. that we that we re, that we introduce them all because we're not going to sing them again for 12 months. Right. So just kind of kind of keep it traditional in some ways, add in a new song or two, add in a new arrangement that's even better of an old right. song. I love I love some of my favorite immediately connected Christmas songs in congregations as I've led is when we when we blend up some really well-known worship song with a Christmas carol that kind of yep. connects in there and those yep. seem to be like immediately accepted and sung well. Yeah. We like to do a, an opening um kind of chorus of songs like but like to as like a call to worship. Um and I love using like O come let O, o come let us adore him like as and just start that quietly and and build love into that. that. Um yeah. and and you you can use some some really different um you know musical swells or you, you let your guitars build let your drums build or if it's just you just uh, or just a, you and a guitar you know you build build with your dynamics on something like that that changes that song up but it calls our attention to to what we're really supposed to be doing um i've actually used like oh come let us adore him i've used that off cycle like like not near not near christmas right um and people are like well why did you do that that's a christmas song i'm like what us adoring jesus is just, just around <laughs> christmas and right. so like it like to challenge us like cuz there's also songs um that that are really gospel centric that we do mm-hmm. year round yep. that fits so well into yep. the christmas season and no so doubt. you can kind of pepper those in and out with uh with with your with your planning um that work really well but i i i'd go back to hey there's a there's a cool way that you can serve your congregation you're not having to do these songs all the time lean into it and have fun with it and like the more that like you can have fun with with the task uh, of leading worship, the more that people are are emboldened and I guess would be uh, released uh, in in their own way to to worship, 
with those songs. And, you know, the other thing you can do, uh, worship leader, is to largely is to set the song up. Hey, we know this song. Don't check out. Like, don't don't check out. Listen to what this song says. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Like, this is this is something that's amazing. And to set it up and to put energy and passion behind the lyrics that we've we're so familiar with. Yeah. That brings a fresh, fresh life and fresh attitude to this music that we're so familiar with. That's so good, man, because familiarity breeds infamiliarity, right? Yeah. Because you quit paying attention to it. Right. And I think our brains are made that way, but I love what you're saying, because you're saying, like, shine a fresh spotlight on something that's super old Mm -hmm. by talking about it, explaining it, you know, unpack it, exegete it, whatever you need to do to make sure people understand how important it is. Right. Yeah. Speak out of your own experience. Hey, like I, I didn't want to sing this song because of whatever happened has happened in my life. But, um, but this is what this is what God's done for me, and like we get to celebrate it with like this way or this this thing. Speak out of your like. The more you can connect with with your congregation, uh, with the people that you're leading, uh, the more that that song drives home. But then they also find a way to connect them themselves to the music that that you're doing, and then. You know, our role as worship leaders, Austin, I've heard you say it probably a hundred times, but our role as worship leaders is to reach up, grab uh, the hand of God, the hand of the congregation, connect them and get out of the way. Um, and so if we can do that, however we can do that, um, then 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 we need to be excited about doing that very thing. Yeah, for sure, man. All right. So another thing I was going to talk about is um, I, I think it sounds like in some of the stuff that we're saying, uh, man, just go through the motions, do all the traditional stuff and move on. That's not at all what we're saying. And the reason is because if we do that, then we're not even living into the creative, you know, the fact that God made us, you know, Genesis 1-1, God introduced himself to humanity and to the world as creator. And then 27 verses later, he said that we're made creative in his image. (laughs) Right. You know, so like we're not even living into the creative potential God gave us or even the design that he made us if we're just going through motions in anything in life, but especially playing Christmas services. Come on. Mm Mm-hmm. So, having said that, how do we stay fresh and in, in all that? And as I have processed that in my life, having planned 30-something Christmas series, I guess, by now? I don't know. <laughs> but who's counting? I think I still... I don't remember what my first... I think I was 19 years old or something when I became a worship pastor. Wow. So, um, not pastor. I was definitely not a pastor. Let's say I was a song leader <laughs> when I was 19 years old. How about that? You were the guy tasked with playing music before the guy got up and preached. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's a, yeah. I was, I had to have my songs chosen and to the uh, church secretary by noon on Wednesdays. That was my There you job. go. So there you go. But I was thinking about this like, we have to stay fresh for planning services always, not just Christmas. But I think the thing that makes Christmas unique is the repetitive nature of it. So here's what I would, here's what I would suggest you're a part of Christmas culture. Anyway, so when you go to the store, you're in Christmas culture. When you watch TV and watch commercials, you're part of the Christmas culture. If there's ever a Hallmark movie playing anywhere in your house, you're part of the <laughs> Christmas culture. Um, <laughs> if you okay. if you watch these, what you don't you like? You got those? me with the Hallmark. No, you got the, me with the Hallmark. That was <laughs> that was great. Well, the cartoons, the you know, the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, all these things that people watch, right? I mean, like them or don't. They all make money every single year, okay? So my suggestion is to lean into that and increase mm-hmm. it. Go to Nutcracker Ballet. Go to um, some a play, like go see Elf or something. Watch more 
stuff about Christmas and take notes. Yeah. Like what a what part of it affects you? You know what I mean? Like as you watch something, did did a moment in there like affect you in some way? Did you like it? Did you feel something? And if it if you felt it, probably something else somebody else did too, which means there's something about the storytelling that you're experiencing that we can apply over into telling a better story about Jesus. So just take a note, you know? Uh, many times, like for me, through the years, many times, I've been in a movie or something, and I'm just like, wow, that was a moment. And I'm right. just literally later that night just taking a note uh, and just going, man, I, there was this moment when such and such happened, and I think there's something about applying that uh, to a church service that we could think of. And it just goes into a little in the back of my mind or into a file on my phone. And then maybe when Christmas comes around, uh, the next time I've, I go to this list and I go, oh, I watched that show last year, and it mm-hmm. had this thing. And I think that there's something about that that we should try to apply something like that to our to our services this year. So stay fresh by like really digging into culture. Don't ignore it. Don't like bypass it. Don't make fun of it. Like figure out what it is that connects with millions of people. I don't care if you like Hallmark movies or not. They connect with millions of people. Why? Figure it out and then right. use that to connect with your congregation. Right. As I'm thinking about Hallmark movies, I think when, to answer one thing, whatever it is they like about it, I think that they like that it ties up neatly with a nice little bow at the end, like everybody's yeah. happy. Yeah, um, And I think, honestly, that's one of the things that people are looking for. They're looking mm-hmm. for joy. They're looking for happiness. Yeah. We're being bombarded every day with bad news about one thing or the other. And, you know, we want, you know, Christmas is one of those, it's, listen to the songs. It's a, it's a time of joy. It's a time of happiness. Happiness It's a time of tradition and family and fun. And, you know, like all these things, like we looked at, we looked at Christmas to try to, I don't know, to some level salvage our, our year and people are looking for happiness. Well, again, going back to the gospel, we have such an amazing opportunity mm. to, to share what happiness is, what joy is, what, yes. what that life is. And so, yeah, if they're looking for it, Okay then, you know, well, here's what makes me happy with this. Or like, again, like being able to, to just speak to the culture rather than to like argue about how come back in my day, Christmas was so much better. Uh, You know, like find, find something new about Christmas that you like every year. Now I have young children and it, it's nice uh, to look at Christmas through their eyes. And that's one thing I would, I would suggest if you have, if you know, young kids around, ask them what they like about Christmas and listen and write down what they have to say and like, and just hear and hear and see the joy that they have about it. And maybe you could capture some of that back too. Love it, bro. So good, man. All right. Anything else, Sean, that we should uh, talk about here before we call it quits and kind of review? I mean, all I would say is it's not really Christmas until Mariah Carey sings All I Want for Christmas is You. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, with, no, I'm totally kidding. I can't stand that song. But uh, like, it's, it is like, I, I would just say, enjoy it. <laughs> Enjoy it. Enjoy. It. Have so much fun with it. You, like we we have some of the coolest jobs. If we get to lead people in worship, we have some of the coolest jobs on the planet. And so this is just another time where you get to play different music. You get to sing different music. Enjoy it. Have so much fun with it because when you're having fun in your role, leading worship is so like it's it's the best. Well said, brother. Well said. I wonder how much money Mariah Carey's made on that one song. <laughs> she, how much she's going to make because we mentioned it on this podcast? Oh, I that's know. true. This <laughs> podcast brought to you by Mariah Carey's number one song of all there, time. There you go. Oh. All right, guys. Uh, man, everything Sean just said, joy. Uh, and uh, we just review a couple of highlights. Uh, keep it simple, man. Focus on uh, the gospel all the time. 
uh, add in tradition. Make sure people are just like they're looking for it. Add it in there, but also be creative in the way that you present that, so that you can continue to be um, continue to be all that God wants you to be, and to keep people engaged. So, absolutely, Sean. Thanks, brother. Good conversation. And yeah. uh, everybody, get to planning. Go get out your uh, your piece of paper. <laughs> if anybody uses paper to plan a service, which probably not many people do. I, I hear there's an online center for planning. I don't know. Oh, but, but, uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it's such a good idea for us. Yeah. Brought to you by Planning Center Online. There, we continue there, there to just pr- I, promote everybody else's products. I'm, I'm just trying to trying to get you some help, man. That's all. Uh, all right. <laughs> hey, thanks, Sean. No problem. Thanks, guys. Thank everybody for listening to the podcast today. And uh, we'll be back next uh, in a couple of weeks with some more content. Please... Uh, Uh, Subscribe if you like this and continue to uh, learn and grow with us as we help you do more with less. So see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast. We'll be back soon with another helpful episode. For more information and resources or to connect with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com.